0: do not bump the car ahead of you or stop your car in the middle of the track. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the one bit from the Autopia, like the old Autopia that I can remember before all the like Chevron cars came in. Was it Chevron?
1: Yeah, it was Chevron. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it was Chevron. (laughs) Okay, it was Chevron. They were sponsored by Chevron, which is not surprising, honestly. Did
1: Chevron come like in like over 20 years ago or
0: like... It's been a long time. It's not like when I go to Disneyland, I'm like, hey, let's go on Autopia. It's my favorite ride. (laughs) No offense if Autopia is your favorite (laughs) ride. I mean, there was a time and a place when like it was exciting to be small and drive your own car on a cement track.
2: (laughs) I do miss the, uh, in the line, the little, when you go through that little circle part and there was the little Chevron car character dioramas or whatever.
3: Oh, those, those were fun. Those were fun. Mm-hmm. That was, was
2: the best part of the Chevron
3: Yeah.
2: A sponsorship. Just, just <laughs> those little vignettes were cool. You remember the, like, there's the one,
0: the car stopped at the light, mm-hmm. and then that, that one little car goes through, like... I
1: remember, I, I actually, so the, the friend that I often went with to Disneyland in high school was six foot four, and... The first time we were like, hey, would you want uh, when we first went on a trip to Disneyland, I was like, hey, do you want to go on Autopia? He's like, oh no, I can't fit that ride. I'm too tall for that ride. And yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's sad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. Well, this this has very little to do with what we're talking about, but <laughs> Autopia, welcome to no Musings, everybody. How are you? You can't answer that because this is a recording. Uh, I am one of your hosts, David King.
1: I am your other host, Kayla King.
0: And after a very long time away, <laughs> and actually here in the uh, the same space as us for a change, is uh, our old friend, Andrew Lindy. Hi there. <laughs> <laughs> when, when... Okay, if unless I miss my guess, the last time you were on the show was Jungle Book. <laughs> I think it was Jungle Book.
3: Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Jungle Book was, it doesn't even, and that's the, the messed up thing about the way that time has moved over this past year. That doesn't feel that long ago, but it also feels like 50 years it ago. It really does. That was in 2018. We were <laughs> was
1: December of 2018. Ago. That was December of 2018. Yeah, that that was
0: it. Was you and Justin, Mm -hmm. Justin Keys on, and uh, it's been entirely too long. Yeah, basically, like I mean, considering you were also our first guest on the show with Pinocchio. Oh, that's that's right. right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> oh. Pinocchio,
2: then du- <laughs> then I had to pay to pay you two back. I had you on for Dumbo on Nothing New. That's right. That's right. So we, we, we've talked about Dumbo. We've talked about Pinocchio. We've talked about Jungle Book.
1: And now we're here to talk about Bolt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this
0: is 2008's Bolt. Yes. Uh, another movie. Yet another movie from this era that I had never seen before until we uh, decided to sit down and do this uh, this podcast. Wow. I,
1: yeah, actually, I only saw five to ten minutes of bolts because it popped up on television once, but I didn't watch the whole thing. It was more in the background, if I recall. But then... So the, technically, seeing it all the way through, this was my first time seeing it all the way through. So that
2: gets our personal histories out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> I had only seen it once. I didn't see it in the theater. I don't know how I must have had a DVD from somewhere. <laughs> I, I don't even know how I how I came across it, but I watched I remember watching it once and then just going, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it was not a not a favorite. I didn't hate it. I just remember going, oh, I guess that's what Disney's doing now, huh? Right, okay. <laughs> so what
0: uh, what prompted you to, to snag this movie then? When well, the, when the oh recommendations.
1: <laughs> yeah, because this this was like an early one. You're like, oh, I want to do Bolt, and I'm like, really? We
2: we had talked about you. You were telling me what was available, and I kind of wanted to do Home on the Range because I'd never seen it. But then when you said you still had Bolt available, I went. You know what? Maybe upon revisiting it, I'll find it was really charming. And I was just being, you know, cynical or something. Maybe, <laughs> no, maybe I was just kind of going, you know, like, oh, this isn't the Disney I'm used to. But uh, maybe now watching it, I'd go, you know what? I could really, you know, appreciate it. That's, mm-hmm. I, I thought that would that would be part of it. And I knew that in this period of Disney filmmaking, you know, you need a friend. I wanted to be here for you <laughs> <Aww>. while, while <laughs> having to deal with... Uh, you know the lesser of the newer Disney offerings. <laughs> I'm
1: I'm not gonna lie. A lot of the movies for this um this time period are all pretty last minute ones. They were like ones, uh, like the people that came onto this were like from, uh, like they they were like, oh yeah, I'll do it. And this was a couple months before we had to record. Like, yeah, Home true. on the Range was like we still need someone. And we, so we snagged um, Benjamin and uh, Alan a month before we were supposed to record. <laughs> and then, like, a few months before Chicken Little, uh, I had mentioned it to uh, Beth and Cleric, and they're like, we would love to do this trashy movie. This would be great.
0: <laughs> it did hell.
1: But, like, this was... Uh, I think you are probably the... um. Like, between the time period that you agree to this and now is the (laughs) (laughs) longest for this time period. Because I'm going through it. Um, I mean, uh, of course, uh, this time period also includes Lilo and Stitch, which actually does have an important role in this, which I'll get to in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Sade grabbed onto that, like, as soon as we mentioned this podcast. He's like, that's mine. No (laughs) one's taking it. And then... um, I know Jackson Lansing asked for Treasure Planet about um, over a year before this.
0: Yeah. When we mentioned it to him, he was like, ooh, Treasure Planet. And he, he jumped on that. And we were happy to have him on for that one as well. Um, so you're, you're getting some real insight here, listeners, into about how we, like, <laughs> pell-mell a, a schedule guest for this podcast. Um, and I think we're getting around to the point where it's like, Hey, you just you want to do this one? But this is but this is a rare case where you've had this one you Andrew's had this one locked in for years. Yes.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't have been uh mad if if you were like, oh, we gave away Bolt, but we have any and like anything <laughs> else, I just wouldn't have been like, okay, yeah, sure. Cause I just you know, this is this is a fun show. I like being here. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm it's good to have I mean, any any time we have
0: you on the show is great. And it's been like I said, it's been too long and we are we are still you know slowly coming out of a certain part of the pandemic mm-hmm. you know it's not over yet not by a long shot but at least like we're vaccinated now so yeah
1: fully vaccinated fully vaccinated yes. just
0: for for complete clarity for everybody out there so uh i i mean i guess i w- i would ask you what you thought on a recent viewing of this but mm-hmm. we can we can get to that
2: well let me set the stage though okay. because right. i have become a certain kind of person What I wanted to do with this viewing of Bolt is I wanted to, because Disney has a certain way when you watch a movie in theaters, they will play a short beforehand. Oh, yeah. So I took it upon myself to go, well, let me go look up what the short was. They probably played a short before Bolt. Well, here's the thing. It wasn't a Disney original short. Oh. It was a month into its run. So when it was, uh, it had come out in like November. So around the Mm -hmm. Christmas time of its run. Yes. Yes. They decided to attach Tokyo Mater to the front of this movie. No! And, well, here was the thing though. This was a big deal to nerds because they had converted it to 3D. Bolt was released in 3D, so you could see Tokyo Mater in 3D. <laughs> and uh, I was not able to replicate that part of it on Disney Plus, but I did go watch Tokyo Mater. It's not. It's you don't want to do that. You don't want to, and that had come out that this was what two thousand eight. Yes. And uh, Cars Two, which I do like, I recognize that Cars Two has problems, (laughs) but I enjoy it on a dumb level. Fair. They definitely were inspired by Tokyo Mater in Cars Two when they went to Tokyo, and that they shouldn't have used any of those parts from Tokyo Mater that they did. There was some uh, racial elements that were unkind to Asian people, and I just didn't. I just, why did I have to watch Tokyo Mater to set up Bolt for this? Well, <laughs> I did. And then after watching Bolt, I did watch the short that was released with the DVD, Super Rhino.
1: Oh, yeah, I heard there was a which short. Which is fun. Oh, yeah. it is fun. That's, <laughs> that's, to a, hear.
2: that's I mean, the that kind of short is just kind of like a... Just a fun little... Here was a popular character from the movie. Let's give them their own little silly thing to do. And it's done.
0: Okay. It's always a good thing. Just a little expanded universe content, basically. But yeah,
2: so I think that um, colored my viewing experience. Where <laughs> oh, when you start no. with Tokyo Mater, anything after is going to be like a lot better. This is... You know, maybe that's a good thing, then.
1: <laughs> this is magical. Oh my gosh, this is the best <laughs> I've ever
2: seen. Yeah, it wasn't that good, but it was certainly... I. Again, it was, you know, pretty solid. A pretty solid uh, uh, watch.
1: Um, uh, I'll, I, I think uh, I'll give the history first before we delve into, like... What, Our feelings? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, so, um, this was actually developed by Chris Sanders, uh, the director of Lilo and Stitch. Um, and he was going to be set to direct it. Um, and the idea was going to be about... Uh, a Hollywood dog who gets lost in the desert. Um, the specifics, and I, I found this in multiple articles like this line, but so I assume this is correct, but, um, I, I, I but I, am not sure, but I know for a fact that, um, it is supposed to be about uh, a Hollywood dog star who gets lost in the desert, but the quoting is Henry, a famous TV star who one day fights himself in the Nevada desert with a testy one-eyed cat and a huge radioactive rabbit, who are themselves searching for new homes, all the while believing that he is still on television. So that was the main idea, and it was supposed to be called American Dog. Huh. Um, Then in 2006, John Lester took over as chief creative officer at Disney Animation. This is... (sighs) I, um... Okay. I think Pixar taking having a little more control over Disney or like Pixar and D- Disney joining did lead to good things for Disney animation. Mhm. Cuz okay, so along this time, around this time a lot of changes were happening. This included um uh uh replacing the top-down development process with uh, the collaborative um with the cl- collaborative approach that uh, Pixar have. And, uh, as well, um, the, the labyrinthian spaces that were in the animation building for Disney were more opening up. Um, the idea was so, like, creatives can, like, communicate and nurture ideas. Uh, they wanted to be more open and just work together. Collaboration was, like, the key idea. And I think that did, in the long run, help Disney Animation. Mm-hmm. But John Lasseter is a problematic person. I uh,
0: wondered when we were gonna have to bring up bring that up.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, we don't. We don't ha-
0: have to go into like detail, but
1: yeah. Um, but let, let's just say I think uh, there's things that he says. that Um, I. Okay, so he took over as chief, and uh, in 2006, same year he came on, he and directors uh, from both Pixar and Disney attended uh, screenings of. American dog, and he gave the, uh, Chris Sanders a lot of notes, like you should do this, 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 and Chris Sanders pushed back. And in January of two thousand seven, he was replaced with Chris Williams and Howard uh, By- Byron Howard. Uh, Chris Williams will later go on to direct Big Hero Six and Moana, and Byron Howard will go on to co-direct Zootopia. So they they know their stuff. Yeah. Um.
2: They got their start with Bolt. They got their start with Bolt. <laughs> Everyone gets their feet wet with Bolt. And yes. then they go on to do bigger and better things. Yes.
1: But that same month as well, Chris Sanders was preparing to leave and go on to work for DreamWorks Animation. And one of the things, and Chris Sanders said I, no comment. He would not say anything, which mean, usually means it's worse than you think. Hmm. But Laster had no problem saying... Chris Sanders is extremely talented, but he could not take it to a place it had to be.
2: That's classic creative differences. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So he left and um, moved to DreamWorks. And then he later goes on to direct How to Train Your Dragon.
2: Okay, so he did well. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's fine. He's
0: fine. Um... (laughs) I salute you, Chris Sanders, even if you did have to go to Katzenberg.
2: Now, I, I'm very intrigued by this idea. I had read that, too, about American Dog. And I don't know, maybe I would have liked that better. A giant radioactive yeah. rabbit? That sounds kind of fun. I and know. And a one-eyed cat.
1: And a one-eyed Ooh. testy cat. I can cat. see
2: where they did, They you know, you take the idea of, like, the cats and then you have the green eyed man and he has like one big green eye or whatever so yeah. it's, they're just taking ideas out and kind of separating it into weird areas yeah I mean, they do end up with las vegas at one point the nevada desert so mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. yeah it is kind of and lassiter the the whole thing with cars was that he was so obsessed with like route 66 and americana so the idea of like a road trip movie being something that he came in on and gave a lot of notes on i'm like yeah, that's Lasseter. He does yeah. really for as bad of a person he is. That is like the thing he loves. It's <laughs> like a road trip and America and the what's all the different cities and things you can see. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was renamed Bolt, but now there's the challenge that I feel like they do this for every single Disney movie. They had to finish the project in eighteen months instead of the normal four years
2: they have they must have a double agent that comes in you know who like hits delete right like someone comes in it's, and does it on so every movie I just yeah think okay it's Jeffrey it's Jeffrey Katzenberg but he's got
0: a handlebar mustache and he's got the hat <laughs> from, It's the
2: guy from, from Meet from the Robinsons, Robinson's.
0: Yeah. He, it's just yeah Jeffrey Katzenberg is just the bowler hat guy and he just walks through and everyone's like hey Jeffrey you want to go out and he just goes they all hated me <laughs> <laughs> want to go grab a beer Jeffrey they loathed me <laughs>
1: But, yeah, they... But, like, this has happened for the past few movies. Like, oh, we don't like it. Scrap it. You only have two years to do this. And it's just like, why?
0: They learned nothing. They learned nothing from Katzenberg. Nothing. That guy ruined so many good projects. Because he was such a... I I promised I wouldn't talk about him anymore, but...
2: I think the, the, I really do see the, you know, like the Lasseter, the Pixar influence on Bolt more mm-hmm. than the other Disney films that came yeah. out at the same. Especially because it's like, it has a, a meta layer where the story of like Bolt, the TV show, is that he's a super powered dog. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, we had the Incredibles. What if the Incredibles ah. had a dog? <laughs> like that's kind of the cool, like the, it's like, oh yeah, if, if the Incredibles had a dog, it'd be Bolt. And that that's fun. It,
0: yeah. It, it, come to think of it, the uh, the show Bolt has that almost like superhero, but secret agent aesthetic yes. that The Incredibles also kind of has <laughs> entirely.
2: Had, so. Yeah, totally. The the other influence that I can see. I mean, I'm sure you're going to get to it in your notes. I don't want to tell me if I'm getting too far ahead. Go ahead. But the whole um, uh, in 101 Dalmatians, they watch the TV show called like Thunderbolt uh, about oh. a super dog. That's who right. Save the day every time with his super bark or whatever. And so, That's right. And, and let me bring an extra layer to this. If y'all haven't enjoyed the, uh, the film called 101 Dalmatians 2, Patch's London Adventure.
3: <laughs> That's right.
2: Patch gets to meet the actor who plays Thunderbolt. That's and right. And they go on an adventure. Where part of the, the plot of that movie is that he wants to prove, or he something where Thunder, Thunder, the dog Thunderbolt wants to be, have have show, he, acts of heroism. But then it like keeps, something keeps going wrong. Like it's so, it's such a bizarre little movie. Wasn't,
1: wasn't there like a Jason Alexander? Jason Alexander
2: is the villain. When- <laughs> he plays, he, Jason Alexander is a dog that is the sidekick to Thunderbolt and he's trying to ruin Thunderbolt's career. That's right. Uh, and so it's kind of, I, and that came out in like 2002. So that was before Bolt. So I'm seeing, you know, there's like weird influences where they're kind of going, oh, what if we took that, but then did this with it? And, you know.
1: (laughs) Funny enough, that never came up in any of the articles I read. Wow. Yeah. That's because
2: nobody's watched Patch's London Adventure. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) We didn't. No, actually, I have. No, I mean I'm saying we didn't for the show. That's because true. Our, yeah. we have a strict policy I, about <laughs> Disney sequels that are not theatrically released.
2: That's a smart policy, I'll tell you. <laughs> I only watched it for. Uh, we did. Um, we already did 101 Dalmatians episode for nothing new, and then mm. for the uh, Patreon, I watched Patches London Adventure, and Justin watched 102 <laughs> the live action. Oh. Uh and so we we compared notes on what these sequels did, similar and different, and they were. Pretty different, I'm sure. <laughs> pretty different.
0: I do. I did see 102 Dalmatians. I'll yeah. say that much. Mm-hmm.
1: I have two, actually. But <laughs> now I'm
0: now I'm a little bit morbidly curious about Patch's London adventure. So it's not terrible, but it's for <laughs> for for a, for a,
2: a directed movie se- a directed video sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They do they do have Corella just kind of do her same thing again. I mean that's also kind of what 102 Dalmatians does as well. Mm-hmm. Martin Short is a voice in that. That's film right. There. He's like a villain as well. He kind of, he's on Cruella's side, and then everyone gets redeemed, but Cruella, of course, it's yeah. kind of one of those. Which is
0: kind of strange, considering we are now in an era where they're trying to make a sympathetic Cruella film.
2: Yes, yes, that's that's what I mean. But for for nothing new. Normally, this is when we would do 101 Dalmatians. We already did it, so now we're all jumbled up. <laughs> <laughs> We're, yeah, we're we're stay, if if you're a listener of nothing new, stay tuned. It's going to be interesting. Oh boy. <laughs> um. So the
1: the animation was largely inspired by paintings uh, by Edward Hopper, and if you look at his paintings, oh yeah, like it's very similar. Um, the idea was to uh, combine the uh, urban cinematic look of Hopper with the natural exposure sensibilities uh, of cinematography from the 70s specifically uh i'm gonna butcher this uh vilmo sigmund um mm-hmm. specifically his work in robert altman's mccabe and mrs miller uh that was yeah, some that's,
0: interesting artistic influence yeah <laughs> that's what all kids love to hear <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know, the kids don't have to understand where the aesthetic's from. This if it works, yeah, it works. Yeah, that's true. If
2: it works, it works. I certainly didn't wouldn't wouldn't have known. So. No. I did have a thought while I was watching this movie at one point where I was thinking, wow, all the backgrounds look dirty. <laughs> <It> just look, <laughs> I was like... Yeah, now that you say that, yeah, it looks like a 70s movie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just kind of, that's what the city looked like. That's true.
0: Uh, but like, and Caleb pointed out, though, as we were watching it, yeah, you can really see kind of the, especially when they're out in the wilderness, the, like, watercolor painting nature of the
2: backgrounds, which is actually kind of nice. Mm-hmm. It works aesthetically. Yeah, the, the, the many times that they had to jump off of something and roll in the grass, the grass always looked nice. Yeah. <laughs> that happened a lot in this movie. Yes, it did.
1: <laughs> well, the interesting part was the goal for the animators was to make the CGI an animation look like paintings now they had already did uh did that with deep canvas but then um they wanted the focus to be on the brush stroke techniques that's why it looks like a uh, brush so they created a new software um that would allow 3d environments to be painted as though brush stroked. um uh this this was uh I think they they call it. They were using a non photorealistic rendering, and this would also be used later in Tangled.
0: Ah, well, we we'll get to see the evolution of that. Then,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I love that. That as we go through this podcast, we see we continue to see how they're kind of finding little tweaks and things to continue to like do these sort of animation innovations.
2: You know, that is funny. Now that you mention it, I can really see the similarity between Bolt and Tangled. That is yeah. really interesting. <laughs> well,
1: uh, let's not. I mean, this is going ahead. Um, the Tangled, it, I mean, it took uh, inspiration from the artwork called "The Swing," which definitely is a brushstroke-heavy painting. So,
3: mm. uh,
1: as you mentioned, it was released November twenty-first, two thousand eight. Uh, the budget was one hundred and fifty million, and uh, domestically, it only made a hundred about one hundred and fourteen million. But internationally, it made one hundred and ninety-five yeah. uh, million. I in my brain I'm like, how did that work? And then and then it clicked. It's got an action adventure story. It's it's a it's a it's a road trip action adventure story yep. that is definitely appeals to international audiences. Now
2: you say 150 million was the budget. How much of that went to John Travolta? <laughs> <'Cause>
1: that adds, <laughs> that's that's not... a bad question.
2: I'm gonna say in this he sticks out like a sore thigh. It is the weirdest thing to me that John Travolta is the voice of the dog, and it's even weirder that all a lot of the things that I've read was that they really wanted John Travolta, like they were they were so locked into John Travolta. Which why means, Travolta? Of all I don't people? I don't get it <laughs>
1: uh, um, uh, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, but uh, worldwide, that's about three hundred and ten million um considered a modest success. and uh, it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Picture, but it lost to Wally,
0: which Duh. makes which makes absolute sense. I'm sorry. Wally. I mean, I think I don't know if I've said it before on this this podcast because we don't talk about
1: Pixar. Pixar,
0: or we might at some point uh, down in the future. But Wally is my favorite Pixar film to this day. It's still my favorite Pixar. It's film. very
2: cute. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. great.
1: Um, and then reviews. It was generally favorable. A lot of it. A lot of the words they use um, reviewers would use is
0: like pleasant,
1: amusing, like. <laughs> Something that you would describe a spring-summer day, or a spring-stay, <laughs> or a summer day.
0: Something that's, that's pretty, but it's just you enjoy it for where it's at, and then
2: you go on and do another thing.
1: Cause... Yeah, and I think that's how I feel about the movie. It's fine.
2: <laughs> that's like, if Bolt is like spring, it's like a season where you're just like, oh, Bolt's coming. Oh, Bolt's here. Not my Bolt <laughs> Okay. I just pictured it almost Doppler effect, like, zzz, <laughs> zzz, there goes
0: Bolt.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, so David did not know that Sean Travolta was the voice of Bolt mm. at all throughout this. I had already known ahead of time, but I didn't tell him. I
0: didn't, I didn't know who, I didn't recognize, I didn't initially recognize any of the voice actors. And then the credits, I'm like, oh, that was Sean Travolta. Oh, it was Miley Cyrus also. Not that I care about Miley Cyrus.
1: It totally I, like in my here's the thing. John Travolta, you could have asked "Chilly Cats did um Bolt as any voice. Yeah, really. Yeah. Cuz I, I like after a certain point I didn't even think of him like, oh, I didn't think, oh, yeah, it's John Travolta. Wait, like
2: how, how would how would you even describe John Travolta's voice? Like what is the what are I can't even think of like is it deep? Is it high? Is it uh <laughs> <laughs> does he's, he you know, does he bellow? Does he whisper? I don't know. He just talks. Like yeah. he doesn't have like a distinct voice to me.
1: I don't think of John Travolta as a voice actor. He's he's <laughs> yeah. definitely an actor. Like he has a presence. Yeah. So him being behind the camera is kind of weird in and he's mind. not
2: even doing like the like he's known, you know, maybe for the the bit of like a New York accent or something like mm-hmm. that. But he's not even doing that. No. He's no. just speaking. He's he's playing
0: a Hollywood dog who gets lost in New York, but that's about the extent of it. Lost like, in New York and every other city. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, where with Miley Cyrus, it's totally Miley Cyrus. Is it like that well, is not clearly like I, her voice. Well, it's
0: like it's not like I, I go out of my way to listen to Miley Cyrus. So like I don't know I don't have this like clear picture in my head what her voice sounds the, like. The so.
2: funny thing is in um if you watch the Super Rhino short they do make a reference to Miley Cyrus in a very funny way that made me laugh very hard. <laughs> and that's all... it, it In a four-minute short, that's all I'm looking for. That, Just give go. me one big laugh, and that's all I need. <laughs> did you read the... Um, I had read, and I never knew this, uh, it was supposed to be Chloe Grace Moretz.
1: Oh, I did And not she,
2: does, she does young Penny in that very first scene. They still kept her voice there. Oh. But they replaced... They put Miley Cyrus in the rest of it.
1: Probably because... At the time, if I recall, Hannah Montana was really big. Yeah.
2: Well, they do a song. John, doesn't it? Is it John Travolta and Miley Cyrus sing the credit song or something?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they got Travolta. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: why not? That is. I
1: mean, he can sing. Yeah. Oh, I mean,
0: well, we know. I mean, we've
2: seen Grease.
1: We, I mean, <laughs> not, not just Grease. I've seen him in hairspray. Oh, that's right.
2: Mm-hmm. That I, was a, that was a good. You know, I that hairspray was good. Hair, hair, yeah. <laughs>
1: enjoyed Hairspray in all honesty yeah. so
0: so um yeah so I, I you know I, I would say I think we're all on the same page about Bolt because I think I think and I, I don't get into kind of why as we go but um I, I enjoyed it I uh but I definitely think the highlight of these recent movies for me has been Meet the Robinsons it definitely doesn't rise to meet sort of the the fun and the energy of Meet the Robinsons and, there are some like sort of paint by numbers story beats that you kind of come to expect in movies like this. Yeah. Like where they're not, they're playing it safe, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just, well, I mean, we can, we can get to that. I, just,
2: I, I, I had a, an interesting thought where I realized, I think maybe one of, when I initially saw this movie, one of the things that I didn't like was that there is no, I mean, we have the green eyed man, but there is no villain. Mm-hmm. No,
1: there really isn't. And the Green-Eyed Man is a fake villain. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> even the even the two cats that harass uh, Bolt near the beginning, they're only really there at the beginning. And, then and one of them re- is a big
2: fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: They're just they're just there to tease him. They're not the villains. The, they play,
2: I mean, but they play the villain's cat. Yeah, the closest so. you get, I think, is uh, Penny's agent. Oh,
0: yeah. It oh, definitely yeah. gets the
2: villain's end.
0: Yes. Where.
1: <laughs> I, I have to ask, is this where you got put a pin in it?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I. Justin's originated, as far as I knew, Justin originated that on Nothing New. Mm-hmm. But you I kind of loved it because time. in Nothing New, because of our weird discussion style where we discuss one movie than the other. Yeah, yeah you have to put a pin in it because we're going to come back to it in yeah. the second movie.
0: And you just I'm just by osmosis, I'm like, I'm stealing this from you guys. I'm stealing your bit. <laughs> we're on the same network. It's fair. I can steal your bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, there are points where we are like, oh, something would come up like while we were discussing a movie and they were like, wait, let's put a pin in that because <laughs> we're going to discuss that later uh-huh. on. but Because <laughs> it is important. I have fully but... admitted
0: that it's from you. Yes. Yes. That's where we got it.
1: And then we're watching this, and he's like, why don't we put a pin in that? I'm like, what?
2: I definitely did, yeah. When I was watching it, I went, oh, <laughs> there it is. We got to ask hey, Justin. Hey, hey,
0: Justin, if you're listening to this, did and you... you'd better be. Is that where you got this? I'll check. Is that where you got this, Justin? I'll find out. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> um,
0: don't answer that right now. You're listening to a recording. <laughs>
1: uh, now, the, the whole idea behind this is Bolt's doesn't know this is all fake that he's actually a tv star uh it's the truman
2: show with a dog well see it's (laughs) funny when i was looking into i was like what did people think of this i was trying to read up on what and and truman show camouflage and i never got that vibe from the movie i just i i i i don't know why but it's it doesn't feel quite calling it truman show almost feels if everyone else was in on it like if the if If Mittens play yeah. along then I'd be like oh that's very Truman Show but yeah. the closest you get is Rhino and that's that's a fun character yeah. oh yeah and that's a fun idea is that he fully believes that Bolt and everything on the TV is real I yeah. feel
1: like the only time I got really Truman Show vibes was at the beginning that's what I meant yeah like,
0: like everything else after that is sorry
1: Yeah, no no you're right but like uh, the point with the director he's like he believes it and I'm like <laughs> wow you're are you you're really <laughs>
2: now this makes me wonder did this director like discover bolt and like do a short film with bolt first and then go like wait a second this is a series like how did this how did this director come across this dog and have this perfect synergy of like the director's weird idea and bolt like being so into the story I don't Mm -hmm. even know.
0: I have a theory. Okay. Because I want to there's some I have some this movie leaves me with some serious logic questions about the universe. Oh yeah. Because at the very beginning, we uh, we see Bolt get adopted at the Silver Lake Animal Rescue or Animal Shelter, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a nice way to kind of set us up where we are, because you see the reflection in the grass of, like, in the glass, it's blurry, but you can see definitely palm trees in the distance. Like, yeah, we're in California. Mm-hmm. But not only does Penny show up and adopt Bolt, but she has the collar with his name already there. Like, well, like what? do, is she, all, like, is she already an actress at this point, like a child actress, and is she is she scouting for a dog?
2: Yeah. Or... This is very... I, I definitely... I, I remember when it started and I thought, is this meant to be part of the mythos of Bolt the TV show? Oh but i can't make that make any sense like that's just that's just the weird vibe that i got from it cuz uh, why would oh. she have bolt on the on the collar like this is like the opening credits of bolt the tv show oh <laughs> like the...
1: that would But make i also sense.
2: i also felt like this was that funny thing where um disney would recycle this idea a lot of we have to start with the baby version of the character yeah and that is definitely <laughs> something that continues even through to they do it in moana i don't even yeah, know so. they do it in so many movies where it's like <laughs> okay we have to start with them as a baby oh, okay, now they're an adult, whatever, they do their own thing.
1: You know what? You're right, because, like, in Princess of the Frog, they, she begins as a child, uh-huh. and then uh, Tangled, of course, well, that makes sense why she would start as a baby. Yeah. And Yeah, like, I'm going through it in my head. Zootopia <laughs> begins when she's a kid. Uh, I,
0: mean, I mean, to be fair, other, other Disney movies have done that, too, just to a lesser extent. I mean, we talked about Jungle Book earlier. Mowgli is first found as a baby, and we have some stuff with him as a baby, but it's but not like... Yeah, no, mm-hmm. but that's like, based off like... a book. That's... I know, I know, <laughs> but like, it's interesting. Well, I think it's important because it also establishes the the squeaky carrot, which is like you know, oh, sure. his little his little touchstone.
1: Actually, I'm going through it right now. Frozen, yes, a at... Big Hero Six, no, I'm shocked by that. And then Wreck It Ralph, it wouldn't work unless
0: <laughs> we see that we see the pixels coming. <laughs> the, yeah, to the be. programmer putting two <laughs> pixels
2: together. <laughs> <I can't laughs>
0: <laughs> I just finished, pro- <laughs> you know, there they are in, you know, sitting up. Hey, I just programmed the the, the bad guy into the game. And you see Ralph do
2: his first wrecking. You, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, I could, now that you say it, I could see a wreck at Ralph <laughs> prequel <laughs> where they show. yeah
1: the pixels, oh, Stevie. Oh, God. Um, meet, I
0: mean, fully formed, but you could see uh, Felix and Ralph meet for the first time. Like,
1: hmm. uh, meet the Robinsons begins with him as a baby. Yeah, what the, there is a... Yeah, there's a there's a there's, you're
0: right.
2: You're onto something. You yeah, definitely I just of part of, part of the way that I was watching Bolt this time was, you know, how what did Disney learn from this? And what didn't they learn? Like what what were the things that carried on forever, you know, carried on even to today, and what were the things that they gave up? And it's mm-hmm. just like a it's a weird mash of both of those ideas. Like you could really see like this not that Bolt is the crux point where everything started to change, but you can see a lot of the changes happening with yeah. Bolt. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: another weird thing with it. So, I mean, we all grew up in like the LA area slash, like we're we're, mm. we're in the shadow of Hollywood. We pro- I think we all know some like people who have worked in film or we have like had our hands in film at some point. Mm. So there's a lot of moments when watching this, I'm like... That's not real. That's funny because that makes total sense. I don't... Why is the character... Like, it's interesting that this child actress is playing someone with the exact same name as
2: her. I was going to point that out, too. It's for the. It's for Bolt. It's all for Girl. Bolt. It's for the reality of <laughs> Bolt's world.
0: I mean, to... Bolt is also playing Bolt. Yeah. Penny yeah. is playing Penny. I'm pretty sure... But and yet, I'm pretty sure the actor playing her professor father is not her real father. It's so, not, you know, mm-hmm. like that's not even a thing. So I don't, I, 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 I want I, because I, they jump ahead five years after this adoption thing. So I want to know was this planned from the beginning, or you're right? Maybe it's this weird merger of the two realities. Like it's a <laughs> it's a dramatic reenactment of, both... being. I don't know. This is weird. Because
1: and then also, how long has this show been on the air? Like. Has he...
2: Tuesday? Is at 8. Don't yes. miss it.
1: <laughs> like, has this been on, for, like, when, did, like, since for, like, four years? Like, um...
2: Oh, yeah, since since Bolt was, was a puppy yeah. or something. But
1: that's why I
0: think. I think they were ready. Like, they're like, this is the dog we need to scout for the show. Like, Penny Penny, Penny gets him. She already has the collar ready yeah, with, collar his with his Bolt name, Bolt. And then they probably took him and cast him right away because he has no memory of life outside of this show, apparently. Yeah. He was a puppy at the time, so he's like barely remembers what that was like. Well,
2: I, I mean assume. they make him believe that he got zapped with superpowers.
3: Yeah, <laughs> well, that is exactly. True.
2: <laughs> so he could have come from anywhere, it's just once he goes into that quote-unquote lab, he's just he becomes the super dog. <laughs> That's you good that is a good point.
1: <laughs> and he believes it and this there's something actually kind of more messed up. I That sounds awful, but there's something more messed up about tricking a dog into believing. Like, basically, Truman showing a dog over Truman showing a human. Which, in all honesty, actually, Truman showing a human is much worse. But I don't know why. There's something more
0: disturbing. Don't Truman show anything, please. Yes. <laughs>
1: I'm going to play I God for Look, this I understand. dog's life, Look, I for the sake understand. of entertainment. It's
0: like it's like the director
2: wanted it to be kind of reality TV, but not really. Yeah, except with superpower. Like the superpower angle really gets me every time because <laughs> every. I mean, I I think it's not that you know long of a walk to go. Why isn't this movie just about a superpowered dog? Yeah. Like, why does it have to be about? See, and and that's where I started thinking like, oh well, this is when people make movies. The people who make movies, they want to make them. About people who make movies. Yes. So it's it's like in all these you know movies where it's like oh uh, what's uh, that movie where the guy plays a down and out actor and he and he gets involved in some kind of a, a scam or some kind of a, a noir thing like it's always an actor it's always mm. you know someone in the business mm. and so this is just following that tradition kind <laughs> of. I,
1: I feel like uh, so the original idea with Henry when it went the TV star dog, I it sounds more like Three Amigos. Where hmm. he he knows he's a TV star, and he just thinks, oh, no, this is all a movie. Mm-hmm. And there's-, that's, there's Yeah, camp- that's a little
2: more interesting. Yeah. I agree. That, yeah. I mean,
1: that's what it sounds like based off what I'm reading. But maybe who knows? Maybe it is the fact that he thinks he's the actual
2: yeah. character. And, well, but- the, the, every time I- whenever I would read that online at Radioactive Bunny, I always thought, are they all mutated animals? Yeah. <laughs> like, are they- does Bolt actually talk on the show? Is that part of the angle? Do you think the fact that they're in the Nevada desert is
0: because they find this rabbit on the site where they tested the, the nuclear bomb? Yes, yeah,
2: that's gotta be it. It's definitely a part of it. Uh, they
1: would, like, this is, I, I'm curious to see Chris Sanders' vision that was yeah. American dog.
2: Um, I did say, I did write down, it was this beginning segment. We start the movie within, I mean, besides that Baby Bolt segment. Yes. There is, it is 11 minutes into the movie before we actually get to the concept that it is fake. Yes. We see, it's like, it's as if we see, you know, half or a part of an actual Bolt episode where Penny and Bolt are going on an adventure. And we see the superpowers as if they're real. Right. We're we're watching the show, basically. Which is... Interesting. And even has Walt Disney
0: Pictures presents. Uh-huh. Like, like, like that's the beginning of the. Even though it's not produced by that studio, in the universe.
1: By like good choice of Malcolm McDowell as the villain. Like that is a good voice. I, for I was a not
0: expecting Malcolm McDowell, but that was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Calico, the green eyed man. <laughs> How much you want to bet, though, like the entire crux of the show is uh, Penny just trying to find her dad. And she just wanders hither and thither all over the place trying to find him while evading. Like, as we, we get the, like the little intro sequence where we know he gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. But it almost has like a, um, you know, will she ever find her dad kind of vibe. Like it's a, it's a you know, there's still a, like a story of the week. Yeah. But she's always this close.
2: Mm-hmm. They always have to uh, beat up uh, some of Calico's agents on their way to wherever they're going.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you think, do you, and is it always Calico is the villain, or do you think they get other, like, spinoff villains that come Well, in? remember, when you get to the end, they, it takes a whole different turn. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh, I, I, can't, I want to talk about that for sure.
1: Remember, so I, the funny part is, it's like, oh, this show's not doing well. It The 18 to 34 years. demographic
0: that show is a high budget considering it is presumably a live action show being pitched to you know put on a major network and it's apparently what is like it's they're on the water tower of the studio penny and bolt so like it's gotta be one of their big shows yet the lady from studio management's like i'm shutting you down unless you appeal to this like (laughs) demographic get this rating and get these get this rating percentage in there like
1: I've, the director is also so condescending to her. He's like, uh, "It's like, hi, yeah, I'm with management. I can shut this whole thing down."
2: <laughs> Isn't it the director's James Lipton? Of yeah, uh, Actor studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? A, that's another wild choice. Where I'm like, what, what was the point? Of
1: I, that? This was actually his last role, if I recall.
2: Was it really? Yeah. He wasn't in very many movies.
1: Mm-mm.
3: But.
2: Uh, Yeah, it's it's definitely like the casting in this. I just when I looked up after I was like, "What?" it's so split between, you know, like voice actors or, you know, comedians who can do voices. Mm -hmm. And then you have John Travolta and Miley Cyrus and James Lift. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's such an odd. A very odd mix. It's a, it is a... This is a weird movie. I'll be completely
0: honest. Like, even though I say, like, the reason I d- couldn't get into it is a lot of it is, like, kind of paint-by-numbers storytelling. Hmm. Like, you, you kind of know where it's going to go at certain points. Yeah. Um, there's just some weird choices that are made in it. And I can't quite wrap my head
2: around some yeah, of this. Yeah, that's why I brought it right from the start. There's no villain. Like, that just feels right. to me like the biggest empty space where... Like, they didn't even... They should have just made it the agent. I don't understand why... Because the agent is the one pushing to replace Bolt when Mm -hmm. Bolt does disappear... Mm-hmm. so it's kind of like just make it the agent like yeah. i don't understand give him green eyes make it make it a double thing where he's wearing sunglasses he takes them off he's got green eyes we're go oh he's the villain because we're we're mad at the green eye man i don't yeah. know yeah like it just <laughs> there's so many things where I, I feel like if i if i had seen the first cut i would been like i have a lot of notes hold on <laughs> oh God, she's <laughs> like really touched it up here and there to make it feel more like it doesn't feel like the disney that we knew yeah. This... But it also doesn't feel like the Disney that we know now. True. Yeah. Which is that's uh, that's a lot of secret villains. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's true and that's and I'm glad this doesn't have a secret villain. I line. miss
0: the days <laughs> that we had.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: I miss the days. I miss the days. <laughs> When we had like villains that were there and they were evil and they were over the top, which and why they I'm... sung a song, and they had, and a song. we knew what they wanted, <laughs> and, and they were just evil and they reveled in it.
1: I can't wait for next month. We get to have that again in Princess and the Frog. That's yeah, why there you go. Return,
0: return returned to form. And I don't, I know. Normally, I argue like, oh, maybe don't stick to the formula. Experiment a bit. And I'm glad they do with some movies. We wouldn't have gotten like interesting things in Lilo like, I... and Stitch or, or Treasure Planet or Atlantis or you know things that didn't. You know, still don't stitch it well, but, like, the other two didn't do that well, but they I'm glad they exist because they're different. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do new things with the medium. So, maybe Bolt... But Bolt doesn't really feel like it's trying to do anything new by not having a villain. It, exactly. It's just kind of there.
1: It, I feel like this is just Hollywood basically saying, let's do something we know. What's that? Making movies. So... And then road trips, because, you know, John Lester likes road trips. (laughs) Yeah,
3: and then
2: it's also, I mean, it has that touch of Homeward Bound. Oh, yeah. Where it's three animals on an adventure trying to get back to where, well, not where they all belong, just where Bolt belongs. Because Mittens is just a stray cat, and then Rhino has a home, but just runs off. Rhino Well,
1: Rhino is, like, one of many hamsters. Yeah. I bet the old lady doesn't
2: even notice he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. The old lady. Rhino only shows up, I wrote this down... 42 minutes in. And this movie is 100 and... Or it's an hour and 38 minutes. He's
1: half... They're halfway through it and then they introduce this character. The uh, best
2: character. I mean, yeah, Rhino is so good because I think what... And, and you know, maybe they held off on adding, you know, putting this character until later because this is... The, it was the energy that this movie needed where we have a character that believes in Bolt. Yes. Because yeah. Bolt, He he comes out strong. He believes in his powers. Mittens is showing him like... No, you're in the real world. You don't have powers. You're crazy. I'm scared. I've been kidnapped. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Then we get to Rhino, and Rhino's like, no, I know this guy. That's Bolt. He's got powers. And Mitten's is like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I've been with this dog. I don't understand. And they I mean they even have like the styrofoam bit, which is kind of funny. Yeah. It's like every time Bolt is around styrofoam, he's like, that's why my powers aren't working. (laughs) That's That's kind of funny. He has a kryptonite that it, it's not real, but it's real to him. Yeah. Right. And it's
0: just, he's a victim. I do kind of think it's interesting that he's a victim of circumstance. Mm. Like they, they pull the whole, like, I don't know what's going on thing when the guy with the face mask and the mitts just grabs him and puts him in a little dog carrier. Uh, what, Kayla, you look this up. What kind of dog is Bolt supposed to be?
1: Uh, he's an uh, American White Shepherd, I believe.
0: He is. And and we discussed this too. He's very small. Yes,
1: like I, I looked at Picker. Uh, I looked up pictures of white shepherds. They're not that small. They're fairly big. Not like huh. huge, but they're about medium size. You know that
2: that is interesting because I wondered if part of the the weird edit with the five years later was to cover for sizing, like a weird sized. Like they wanted to make him bigger, but. They knew that they could make him that big or to cover for the voice change with Miley Cyrus from uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Because yeah. it's something, there's something there where the five years doesn't make a lot of sense. Like yeah. it just doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense why they have a time jump right at the beginning of the movie.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, oh, like... my best guess is um, if you're gonna ever going to explain it in universe, uh, he's not a full White shepherd. Yeah. He's probably got some, like, I don't know, dachshund or chihuahua in him to make him small. (laughs) (laughs) Terrier. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's Uh, a mutt. He's a mutt. He was at a shelter. Yeah,
1: that's true. The, I mean, the interesting part is he starts in Hollywood and then how does he get shipped to New York? We have no idea. Uh, what? What? Yeah. What, what were they shipping
0: to New York I know. from the studio? Yeah, that was weird.
1: I, no. One of the jokes I did find funny was like, "Bolt, help! Bolt, help!" And then you cut to this like editor, just this like bored editor. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel that so yeah, much.
2: That was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the editor of Midnight Marinera and was like, <laughs> "Oh God, I know this feeling." Dang.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, and it, it happens so fast. He runs around the corner falls into a box, the guy seals it up, and then Bolt just stays motionless for the entire ride and then finally moves at the end. I'm worried about his
0: health because he like hit a window and was basically knocked unconscious when he Mm. fell into the box. And he, he was just like, how long does it take to ship a package like that? hours at the bare
2: minimum. The thing is, I mean, we just saw it go into a truck, but then I think they had an airplane noise. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like, okay, so are they trying to cover here that it was, they didn't, they realized they were like, we don't want to animate an airplane. So let's just put the noise in. (laughs) over darkness and then we'll open up
0: and he's back out. Bolt, then, Bolt is the kind of cartoon concussed that has no consequences. You can He can be out cold for oh, literally days. My
2: goodness. when there's Right away when um, Bolt, you know, ties up Mittens and goes running and Mittens just slams right into that mailbox. I was like, that looked painful. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know it's a cartoon, but God, that looked like it hurt. <laughs> it did, it did. I, did,
1: I find it <laughs> funny that like um, every uh, animal character that Bolt meets in New York has a very strong New York accent. Now the mm. the actress who plays Mittens, uh, Susie Osman, is a is from the Bronx, so works perfectly. Yeah. But wow, like they're like, you want to know you're in New York? You're definitely in New York. You know? <laughs> the,
2: the three pigeons are the best. Yes, yeah, and I, I do like do that, that as pigeons. a that's such a good recurring bit. In every city, there's three pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> They're just different kinds of pigeons. Yeah, yes. Different, yes. Accents, pigeons. Different, yeah different,
1: different accents,
3: different
2: interests, but mm. they're definitely there's always three pigeons that are going to walk up and go, hey, what's up?
1: <laughs> and then you got Mittens, who's apparently a godfather in this situation. <laughs> we, yeah. I, for,
0: I forgot, we only learn later that she's declawed, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, because she keeps threatening to claw them, and they it freaks them out. But, mm. you know, it's that's, that's a very thin veneer she's got going. Mm-hmm. What, do we, what do we think of Mittens as a character? What do we think of Mittens? So she's,
1: she's, uh, I honestly think adding Rhino to the mix... No, and I'm, I'm with you. I think Rhino's my favorite character in this whole movie. Me too.
0: Uh, but, like... And I normally wouldn't say that about, like, a perceived annoying sidekick yeah. character. Yeah! But he, he's one of the good ones, I think. Like, he actually brings... You're right. He brings an energy. And... Sorry. But
1: I, I think it's... Having Mittens and Rhino together... Does a really good bounce. You got a very, like you said, you have someone who really believes in him and pushes him, but then you have Mittens who is grounding him and is like, uh, no, this is not real. You're, th- you're not a super dog. But then you have, um, Rhino who's like, I believe in you. You can do this. So th- it's a good bounce of two, like, uh, two characters trying to influence Bolt in different ways.
0: You know, it's the the, the cat and the hamster on your shoulder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean they had to have I mean it was the cat character, you know, story wise it's perfect sense because yeah. that's the whole setup of the Bolt show is that the cats are the villains. Yes. And so having having Bolt latch onto a cat and say, Take me you know, take me to where you're hiding penny. I know you know like that's very funny. But I it, you know, they have they don't I feel like they you know, besides the fact that Bolt literally ties his leash around, uh, Mittens, there's really no, it's like, wh- why is, Mittens should try and get away more. Like, I feel yeah. like there should be more need to escape. It's, it's true.
1: I, I am kind of confused though. Okay, so later on, uh, they are able to get on to a truck. That belongs to a guy that has a USC shirt, so it's like, oh, I guess this New Yorker is going to college.
2: Um, <laughs> that's right, because they, they see the uh, the couch being loaded up. Yep, on a Hollywood U-Haul truck.
1: <laughs> on a Hollywood. U-Haul <laughs> Luckily, that Hollywood U-Haul truck just happens to be going to Hollywood. Um, oh yeah, that's something I definitely want to put a pin in because Dave and I picked up on this later on. Like, wait, wait, wait. But again, put a pin in that. Um,
0: I'll I'll remember the pin.
1: But uh, there is a point, like, they fall off
0: the truck because he sees styrofoam and all that. For the the, uh, first of, like, what, five or six times that they fall off a truck and roll through grass.
2: Yeah. (laughs) They're constantly getting on something that's moving and then having to get off of it. And that just continues their journey. Yeah.
1: But then there's a point that leads to him trying... The way that leads to them trying to look for food is, What happened? You've poisoned me. Why is my stomach growling? I'm like... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he doesn't know what hunger is. First of all, no, that's not possible because he's a dog. Dogs are always hungry. I don't care who, he, especially a dog that is on the move constantly. Like after that, I, he I, he'd probably be like you know I'm starving. Yeah, let's get some food in me. I, I, and then later on when he talks to um Rhino and he actually says are you hungry? And in, like, Renna does a starve I'm like, so he does know what hunger is. What is this plot point?
0: Yeah, that was weird. I, it went I, nowhere.
2: Yeah, I really do think there might have been, like, the one of the early drafts was Bolt is a puppy. Like, Bolt yeah. literally doesn't know what anything is. And this is, like, the first episode. Like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense why Bolt doesn't know what, like, styrofoam is. Bolt doesn't yeah. know what anything is in the world.
1: Styrofoam, I can. Ca- well, yeah, kind, kind of, of, but
2: it's just—it's just such a. Like this dog has never been outside. Uh, this dog. Speaking has never of been dogs, outside. This-
0: we're also joined by Gracie, special guest, uh, special guest Gracie, who is flailing what? on the couch.
1: What? <gasps> oh, baby.
3: Don't rattle her
0: up too much, or she's oh, gonna start yeah. demanding oh, that we yeah. play with her. But she That's was all cool. she was all cozy there for a bit.
1: Yeah, she was kind of up with Andrew, and like.
2: <laughs> yeah, she was snoring. <laughs> Aww. You now she's having a kick in time.
1: Please do not hurt Andrew. Bless you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only fair that we bring a dog into this. What did you think of this movie, Gracie? Well said. Playful noises. <laughs> Playful, Playful noises. noises. <laughs> she's like, he didn't understand what food was. I take offense at that.
2: No dog in their right mind. doesn't matter where they are. But I, I think, think dogs would love Bolt. Like, if you could actually get a dog's opinion, because... Bolt's the hero. Yes. Cats are the villain. Like, it's just, I think a dog, (laughs) this movie's made for a dog to love it. That's
0: true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I was confused about that beat with uh, the food and not the lack of understanding
2: about the food. Um, Especially because there is one of the first, when they go back, Penny and Bolt go back to the trailer. Penny's like, here's your dinner.
1: Yeah, (laughs) so he clearly knows what food is. I don't understand this. Uh, Bless you.
0: (laughs) Was there ever a point where he was just like a normal dog before that? We never know. It seems like he just, it just, it's it's weird. Is this
1: the only way they could have introduced Rhino? I don't understand this.
0: I mean, it's a fair introduction. I'm glad he's there. His hair. He's got by the way, he's able to go back and get that hamster ball and catch up with things very quickly in yeah. different animals like when, like when they get caught
2: by the 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 animal the animal control I did de- I, I thought about that. I was like, did he have a second ball somewhere did he go <laughs> he get one from somewhere else that's really wild they rolled by a, a pet co yeah it's like, aha Restock. and there are a lot of moments in this movie. I mean, a, a lot of you know, like animated kids focused movies do this where some some creature or the group is able to sneak in somewhere. I just really, this one really stopped me where I'm like, no one notices the dog and the cat and the hamster rolling around, just like sneaking somewhere. Yeah. How do you not notice?
1: And that's something, okay, so during the road trip, um, they switch between like, you know, hopping on cars, but the main car they keep hopping on is the USC trucks car. And I'm just going to bring it up. Why do we never, like, his, his story is never tied up at the end. And we, oh, we don't
2: see him go to college? No, or no, <laughs> would
1: like, wouldn't it be, be... Been great, like, there's a point where Penny, like, at the end, Penny's holding Bolt, and he passes by, like, getting, like, just moving, and then is like,
2: wait. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even if Penny was like... Oh, my brother's here. Like
1: some, yeah, something
2: some, I don't know. Like something crazy or like my cousin. I don't yeah. know. It's just like Well, there's a there's a beat I really liked. I just wish this is another
0: thing that had a potential to be really funny and it did just drop it. And that's um that's when um you know, there's so there's a bit, they're they're going along, they're in different cars, but they somehow keep ending up going near or passing the moving van. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moving truck. And uh, there's a part where the guy in the USC shirt looks over and he sees Rhino and Rhino gives him like a little salute. <laughs> He's just like, uh. And I thought it would have been really funny if, like say at the end, uh, you know, Penny and her family are like, or Pe- Penny and her mom and the pets are moving out of their apartment or wherever they live in LA. And the USC guy happens to be moving in right next door at the same time. So they pass each other on the way out and the guy looks over and she's... Carrying yeah. the hamster ball with the same hamster, and he's just like, what? and he does a double take, mm-hmm. and that would be a nice little bookend to that little that little story, you
2: know? Was t- was that was that a uh, uh, weird live action CGI secret agent hamster movie Disney as well? When did yes, that come it was. Out?
1: That was G Force. Um,
2: that must have come out after this. They must have seen Rhino and just been like, oh, can we just do that <laughs> for a whole movie? <laughs> Uh, Where for some reason, were they guinea pigs or gerbils or whatever? Like, <laughs> it <laughs> came out in 2009. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: They I think it was, like,
2: think
0: it was
2: guinea pigs, wasn't it? It was yeah. guinea he pigs. Guinea Actually, pigs. Nick Cage is one of them. I know that much. Ah,
1: and you were right. I, I, I'll, I'll mention this now. Uh, Mentioning how Rhino must have came in as an idea after the fact. Yeah, the idea came from uh, John Lester's chinchilla.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. And they actually- yeah, I remember
2: reading a thing where they had they, they had the uh, an animal in a hamster ball. Mm-hmm. And they had, at one point, even giant those giant hamster balls that you see at like, fairs or whatever that a person could get into. Just so it, the, the thing that I read was like, so they could get into the headspace of a hamster. And I'm like, <laughs>
0: I guess. Like, what? You know, you should also give the animators little feeding models. Or- <laughs> Put them, in a, put them in a large plastic container with little tubes that they can crawl through. Yeah. Tell them they have mind. superpowers
2: and make them believe that
0: they're real. <laughs> Cover the floor with their offices with shredded newspaper. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, actually, I think the one of the funny parts is, so they, they eventually they do get captured by the pound people or uh, they're in dog a, catchers or whatever. They're
0: in, like, Ohio at this point, right? Like, we know they end up in Ohio at some point. And I then, think so. Who knows where they are? They're somewhere in the middle of America. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, and that's when um, uh, uh, that's when Bolt is starting to realize. Oh yeah, I definitely do not have powers. But the whole scene with them at the animal rescue and the humans are actually is actually pretty funny. David and I did laugh at like the animals' reactions, like.
0: <laughs> I thought that was the funniest part. Honestly, was just that, especially that part at the end where, um, the one woman. Just turns around and pepper sprays the other guy oh, after yeah. threatening, you know, maces well, the other guy. Because she
1: brought it up earlier, it's like, it's like, don't make me take out my pepper spray. And she uses it and on the wrong the
0: guy, of course. Spicy it's-
1: <laughs> pepper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my eyes are spicy. <laughs> That's it.
0: That's- <laughs> no, I think she yelled something like that, didn't she? Oh my gosh! I don't know. That part was fun. There was some ed- it was how good the,
2: action. How did energy. the car blow up? Was it the car? Yeah, oh, the yeah. car blew
0: up because. Uh I feel oh. like I
2: blinked and that happened and I was like, I'll go with it.
0: Something <laughs> bounced off the guy's head and then like something flew out and hit a telephone pole or the sign and then it fell over and crushed. Uh, the I don't remember. Yeah,
1: because I'm watching like, okay, da-da-da. What the?
0: It turned yeah. into it turned into a domino rally of
2: nonsense. Well and the little the, the little lady was like, did she have a line where it was like, you you guys are messed up? Like she yeah. was just like so mad she was just like, What'd you do to my truck? Like it was yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That bit was that great.
1: Um I I'll give it props that he does come to terms with the fact he's not a superhero very nicely. Very mm. quickly, too. Very, very quickly. Um where with um like, one of the worst tropes that they do at the ending is the whole misunderstanding and, uh, like... The second bolt. The second bolt. We, you
0: know, as soon as they brought that second bolt in, I'm like, I know what's going to happen. He's going to walk in and see the two of them, and he's going to be like, I've been replaced, and he's going to leave.
2: And I, I saw that coming They do well. Wild. They did have a weird emotional beat When uh, the agent comes in to say, you know, oh, we found Bolt and it's a different dog. Yeah. And she's very mad about it. And they're at like some kind of a place where they can make a lot of copies. It's a big copy machine. Yeah. And she's printing out, you know, like lost or whatever, missing, you know, missing dog posters. And the moment that they show, and I was like, is this supposed to be... Like a, an emotional moment where she hits stop on the printer, I was like, "This isn't emotional. <laughs> like it's yeah. just we're just watching like this little hand hit the stop button on the printer." And I was yeah, like, we don't even get to see her face. Yeah, right is now. that supposed to tell us that she's accepting it, or is that a fake out? Because of course, then we see that she rehearses with the fake bolt, but then when she sees real bolt, she's like, "Oh, I I knew you were out there. I missed you." You know. That yeah, but
0: nah, it doesn't feel meaningful when they come back together. Well, mm-hmm. except for the animation, I go, "Aww."
2: Because the yeah. puppy's cute. That's about it. Yeah. Um, and how do they find another bolt bull- Like that, I mean, I know it's just animation, so it's clearly just like yeah. copy paste, <laughs> but it's like in the real world, finding the exact same dog like that, that feels like you've, that's a miracle. How else yeah. are
0: you going to find another, you know, dog that size, that tiny, especially when we establish that that's uncommon for that breed. Yeah, and I mean, for that this, breed.
2: this in, I mean, in, in the real world, in, in, in TV shows when that happens, like I think of um, in Frasier, right? They have- yeah. They had Eddie was the dog on Fraser, and when uh, Fraser ran for like eleven years, something like that. So at the end, Eddie was too old. Eddie had a son. There you go. That's how yeah. you do. <laughs> doesn't have a son. That's no. like, it's just you know the, all Bolt, the explanations geez, are not and there. Paul. Well, I, I know, know that
1: like there there uh, there's times where it's like oh they'll have multiple of the mm. same. Uh, animal, if like one gets noisy, it's the same, it's a twin concept. Like, oh, look, Michelle, uh, Mary Kay is being fussy, let's get Ashley
0: in this. this I think that's another sign, Kale, that this TV studio is incompetent.
1: Well, they hire, okay, they bring in a dog that's does like is afraid of fire, and you like what? Why would usually when you get an animal, it's usually a trained animal that was tra- like, you know. Went through all these steps to actually work in Hollywood and all that. But then it's like, no, nah, we just found some random dog and uh, that just happens to look like bull. It'll be fine.
2: Yeah, it's definitely if this was a real...
1: Especially if the director was like, you don't know how un- under how important it is that this dog doesn't know. Like, apparently yeah. it's not that important. It's, I mean,
2: the especially because the that is just that character explaining what the movie is. Like, it's just yeah. really... We just have a character that turns to the audience and says... Look, here's what this movie is. <laughs> it's, it's like like you said, in Princess and the Frog. Like if in Princess and the Frog, there was a character that went, "Look, she's a princess. There's a frog. They're gonna kiss. Let's see what happens." Like, that, you don't do that in a movie. That's what makes you know. As much as like Bolt is, like you said, the reviewer said, "Oh, it's pleasant. Yes, it's amusing. It's it doesn't reach any kind of you know." Elevation because no. it's just it. There's no there's no second thought. Almost it's just kind of like ah oh, yeah. Well, there's an idea. We'll just do it. Yeah, that's really things again. Just,
1: it just kind of happens. I feel like like uh, things just kind of.
0: I wanted to see American Dog.
1: Yeah.
0: I <laughs> now I want to see American Dog even more. Done
1: like three amigos. Like um... that'd be
0: amazing. Does that bring us? What brings us close to our climax? Because like we learn.
2: Like, they have the road trip montage, where they're like, da-da-da, yeah. we're friends, and There was great. some fun animation in there, where they that's were showing true. the map. The, uh, yes. They, they kept referencing a... Um, it wasn't Waffle House, but it was like a waffle restaurant map. Yes. Where every uh, marker on the map was a waffle. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here, to the waffle in this. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I also appreciated a little before that, the them jumping into the, the uh, mobile home that's being delivered on mm. the truck, and... Like, Mittens has to tease your bolt how to dog, which yeah. is kind of interesting. Oh. It's a fine, but...
1: I i will say, I hate Mittens' backstory, and I'll tell you why. Because yeah, I was gonna
0: get to that, because we get, we get around to the part where you knew this was gonna happen, where she gets heartbroken. Like, again, another another common trope in these things is, like, I'm not... I have to go back with her. But you don't, you know, I set all this up for you, and, and it's not a misunderstanding, but it's that same sort of, like... Just go. I'm mad at you. But
1: and I don't understand like why. She was just teaching him how to be a dog and kind of accepted that she was he was going to go find Penny. That wasn't...
0: Yeah, that also felt even weird in this save. They couldn't even do that trope, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: but, like, it, it turns out, oh, she's all upset because it's, it turns out she was with the family for a while and then they just moved and left her? What? Like, in the house? Or on okay. the street. On this, I I don't understand. That's, Bye, my cat. Like you. Sh- I think
2: there are cruel people. <laughs> it's just
1: like, I, yeah. I, I haven't. Tuff-
0: they declawed her.
2: Made it so that uh, <laughs> she could survive in the wild.
1: Yeah. I, man, um, but yeah, I just feel like that whole trope was meant, and then that gets ignored anyway because Rhino fixes that, and we have like, it's like we have to go after him anyway. I'm like are we just padding? Is this padding? Like, (laughs) and then, um,
0: I did it. I did like the gag with that, where he's like, we have to go. And he's like giving the monologue as he's rolling away. And she's like other way. And it shows the end of that alley. And just comes rolling across (laughs) the frame, still doing the speech as if nothing changed. I'm like, that's okay. That's see Rhino. Rhino is a, a beacon of hamster. Goodness. Ball-shaped goodness
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. in this. Well, the I mean, even that sequence where Rhino gets out of the ball for the first time is very, like, funny. Because he's he's like, here I go into the real world. <laughs> like, it, he takes a big first step and then he's, like, crawling around the, the car or whatever and manages to get bolted out. It's kind of like you don't expect Rhino to be able to do that because he's been in the ball. So yeah. Now, Rhino is, like such a good character in this movie because it's Rhino just fits the mood that they're trying to hit in ways where the other characters don't quite.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: He there's so much missed potential
0: in this. Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. so much. And like after Bolt by the way, I, I pointed this out to Kayla. Wouldn't it be inconvenient if Bolt happens to jump on a car
2: and then it goes the opposite direction? Yeah, they always end up on, <laughs> on cars or vehicles that are going in the direction that they need. Thank yeah.
1: goodness, yeah.
0: I, I guess Mittens has a really good sense of direction. That might be part of it. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, he gets he gets back to Hollywood. We have the gag with the, the, the pigeon that goes, Aliens!
2: Yeah. Which is well, so- and then th- that pigeon had a line... Uh, it was the three pigeons come up and the one says uh, uh, because one pigeon says hi to bolt like too enthusiastically and then they say this is how you blew it with Nemo
0: yeah (laughs) that's right that's too much that's too much that's too much it's way too much I was supposed to like
3: "Eh."
0: Um, (laughs) but at the finale right we get the misunderstanding which I just I'm sitting there with Kayla, Kayla this part comes up like I knew this was coming And I'm not even, like, mad. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) This is... Can we just never have this be a thing in movies again? Ever? It's tired. It's so tired. It's not interesting anymore. Because you know exactly how it's going to end. It's going to get reconciled and everything will be okay.
2: Yeah, I just feel like it needs... At least do something more interesting with it than just the most basic. Especially when it's, like, as soon as the character walks away... The character, the other character says the exact thing that would let them know that it is a misunderstanding,
0: yeah. Like, <laughs> is it because he he leaves for like two seconds and Mittens shows up? It's like, uh, it was a misunderstanding, she misses you. It's uh, that's actually what happened, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, okay, I believe you. He, like, you know, it doesn't, there's no conflict there. No, I thought it was in, a, in any other thing, it would be like, no, you're lying to me again, you know, that would have been like, okay, that's a right, reasonable escalation, but he just kind of accepts it, and it's a good thing too because. Here's the other problem the studio has. I want to take that, that pin out that I (laughs) mentioned earlier. Not only do they have, um, terrible animal training, like you mentioned with the whole like dog getting scared and, you know, and not having a replacement bolt relying on only this, but they apparently don't have a sprinkler system in place or emergency Uh, sprinkler system in place to put out a studio fire when (laughs) like one of their backlot sets goes up. What? Like, that place was in flames in, like, two seconds. What, did they make the entire set out of asbestos? Like...
1: <laughs> and they're on the verge of death. Like, <laughs> I just realized something. What? This was 2008, right? Yeah, this is 2008. The same
0: year as the Universal Studios <gasps> Oh, fire.
1: my gosh, it is. Oh,
2: my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, that was, that was a big deal. So,
1: fun fact, um, uh, my rival high school. I didn't go to the high school, but this was the rival high school. The day before the fire, they had their senior prom at Universal Studios. Whoa. Yeah, so there was a whole thing where um, my school was like, "Did did someone start the fire? Did someone <laughs> like did someone we know start this oh fire?" Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I, I think it was an electrical fire, if I recall reading in the articles, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it just feels like a low blow. I know it probably wasn't planned, but <laughs> gut punch, studio fire, takes yeah. out a, oh takes out a, a soundstage. Yeah, yeah, for real. But yeah, this place just goes up in like a matter of minutes. And like, there's no safety precautions in place for this sort of thing accidentally happening. So like...
2: And it doesn't... when When the... The way that they get saved is, like, they're stuck somewhere and Bolt does a bark, but it gets amplified through a vent system. Yes. But all of the firefighters are just standing around outside. Yeah! (laughs) It's it's kind of like, why aren't y'all in there putting out the fire? I don't understand why no no one was in there. And then the one (laughs) firefighter just says... Hey, everyone quiet. <laughs> I think I hear something. Yeah. And everyone quiets down. And literally everyone. Yeah. Oh,
0: and like more people should be freaking out about the fact that their big like human star is still
2: missing. Yeah. yeah the, mom may be is, the mom is running around saying, where's my baby? But no yeah. one else is. Yeah. Like. and it, Yeah. They almost they both
0: almost die of smoke inhalation.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I mean, they live, but of course they live. Um,
2: this would be a very different
1: movie if they didn't. Yeah.
2: This isn't Bambi or Fox <laughs> and the Hound or whatever the other one is.
0: Um, yeah, well, it's definitely not Fox and the Hound. Although, uh, you know, if... if um, it is about
2: two animals that shouldn't be friends becoming friends.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, At least it didn't have shooby-dooby-doo, let your, your body turn goo. Oh
1: my goodness, that is still my favorite reaction. I Because we're talking, like, if you ever listen to that, it's... Basically, uh, us in Abysme talking about the um, that whole scene where Todd is left in the forest and how sad that is, especially if you've ever had a pet and all that. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, there was supposed to be a song right after this <laughs> with Phil Phil, <laughs> Harris. Phil Harris and Charo oh, as, sure. as Crane singing shooby-dooby-doo, let your body turn goo. <laughs> yes, this was going to happen. Wow. <laughs> and his reaction is just priceless. It brings me joy whenever I listen.
0: <laughs> it's, it's very good. Um. So the lawyer gets kicked on his rear.
1: Yeah, you're fired. Or not lawyer, the agent. The agent. No, yeah. lawyer. Agent gets fired. The
0: agent gets fired.
1: Now, here's here's the confusing He's part. He's
0: terrible, so here's, it's okay. So,
1: okay, she becomes a normal person. But where does she live now? This looks like she's in Kansas. She's been a Hollywood... <laughs> star for, like, how long? She could easily afford a home like in Burbank or whatever, in the Valley, wherever she wants to live in California.
0: What well, if they sued the studio also, for gross negligence? Also,
1: didn't <laughs> didn't she have her own home? Did they not have a home? Did they not live in their own house? Why are they, like, in Hollywood? What
0: Maybe they just needed to get away from Hollywood for a while. Like, the whole experience left a bad taste in their mouths. I mean, she almost died in a fire that could have been prevented if the studio wasn't so cheap. I'm just putting that out there. That's my fan theory. They sued, and then it was settled. And then she gets to live off not only that, but the royalties from her time on that show, on Bolt. And Bolt gets royalties, too. I think
1: the the ending the how they decide to jump the shark on the the, the show bulls.
2: <laughs> Penny gets a face change. <laughs> aliens. Yeah. The I mean, aliens were that was happening in movies at that time. That yeah, it's true. <laughs> that was the weird trend. When did um what was that? Monsters versus aliens or whatever that was? That's right. Was that right after this? Was that, that right also before? DreamWorks?
1: That was DreamWorks. That was DreamWorks.
2: Okay. But, uh, I never saw it. I don't know. Exactly what year it was, but it had to have been around this time. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, that one was more of a riff on like 1950s aliens, but Two- oh yeah. it was
1: 2009. Yeah, there oh, you
2: go. Yeah. It phone. was all right in the zone. This was <laughs> this Alien was Return. a really weird time for Disney, and I think that's what, <laughs> yeah. it, if anything, as you know, we're all Disney fans. Yeah, and we we can, what we can enjoy out of this movie is it's weird. It's it's weird because it's not what you expect, but it's also, David, like he have saying, it hits all the tropes, it hits all the story beats, like, it's... But it does them in such a <clears>
0: strange yeah, way. Yeah. Like, this movie feels disjointed, but not so disjointed that it's not enjoyable, but it, it, what was it, what was it Lassiter said about it, it's not living up to its potential?
1: Oh, uh, he didn't take it where it had to, where
0: it could Yeah, well, neither, to. yeah. That's I'm gonna throw that right back at him. Yeah, if Lester <laughs> thought
2: this is where it had to go, well, I'm sorry. I don't know about that one either. Sorry, John yeah. Boy. But I do I mean, you know, to to the the cars of it all, it also I always I <laughs> thought the whole, you know, p- putting John Travolta as the lead, it's the same thing as Owen Wilson. He he is Owen Wilson does have a kind of distinct voice, but it's like it's is he really that necessary? I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's such a I still can't get over John Travolta. That's yeah. the one that I can't get over. Yeah, so.
1: I could totally, like, okay, with Cars. Larry the Capable Guy. Totally understand for Mater. He fits the character well. Yeah, well, that, and he's a
2: comedian. Yes. They get a comedian to play a sidekick.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, they also got George Carlin to play the hippie van, so, yeah. I mean. Which is awesome. Yeah.
1: Um, that, that's just a small, that's just a, hey, okay, how can we get George Carlin in this <laughs> movie? Uh, but, um, but with this, there's no reason for John Travolta to play this character. Like you could hire anyone to play this character. There's and well I mean Bolt is not exactly a I don't even know how to describe Bolt's person like go, like he
0: he'd hero dog. Hero dog. Like, even without the
2: power, he hero dog.
1: That's but it's like that's a just <laughs> I mean, dog. I even,
2: yeah, I even think of like the way that it's it's almost the way that um that they they did the casting on some of those uh early Studio Ghibli uh, uh, dubs. Yeah. Where it was just kind of like, oh, who's hot right now? Yeah, b- bring him in. Let's have yeah. him do the lines. Uh oh, John Tarvolta, he's hot, right? <laughs> bring yeah. him in. I- like, did they... I would see, you know, like maybe Tom Cruise? Like, something, yes. someone else fits I- this almost better and I don't
0: know who it is. I think the weird one was when they got... When they did Ponyo and they got a baby Jonas and mm. a baby Cyrus to play the leads because that was what made sense, I guess. And yet... Well, so, that's. He, I mean, that's
2: here. Miley Cyrus yes, is. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of. She. Yes. She
0: was but popular it, it, at the it, time. but it wasn't Miley Cyrus. No, it in was this so one, it was. I don't remember.
2: It was. Uh, it was like a younger sibling. Cyrus sibling. It
0: was Gracie. Gracie says, "Hey, are you done yet? <laughs> are you done yet?"
2: I do like the idea of a, of a podcast running as long until a dog makes it stop. That's, yeah. that's very funny to me. Well, I think that's
0: fitting. I mean, what is her... <laughs> she used her super bark to
2: cancel the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, good job, Gracie. The
2: the history of dogs on Benview Podcasts is is very great. And that that is just the next evolution, I think. <laughs> is that it's, you know, a podcast ends when a dog decides that it's I over. think, yeah, I think we... They... <laughs> I think Gracie's just saying. I
0: think you've you've exhausted this topic. <laughs> I think you're good. I mean, have we? I think we we have. Uh, I don't thoroughly. think any
2: three people on Earth have talked about the <laughs> film Bolt as long or as in depth as we have. Yeah. Just now. Well, I there you go. It,
1: in, in all honesty, <laughs> it all adds up to Bolt's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's,
0: it's pleasant. Fine. It's pleasant. <laughs> it's it, amusing. It's am- not. It's not. It, it's not Chicken Little.
1: It's not as. It's best. not
0: Home on the Range. No. I can. I enjoyed it for what it was, even if parts of it made me cringe. Do I want to watch
1: this movie again? Not really. No, I don't think I'll ever. I could ever see myself watching it again. But But, like, if a young kid's like, "I want to watch Bolt," I'll be like, "Okay, sure. I I can tolerate it." Um, But it's, eh, it's not. (laughs) It's it's, eh. It's nothing special. It's nothing. There's nothing that really grabs me with this movie, or. Um, makes me go, yeah. You know what? This is all great. I could see the good in here, here, here. I, I, I don't, but it. I don't hate anything in this. I like. There's a lot of plot holes, and I'm just like, <laughs> what? But there's not. There's nothing that grabs my attention.
0: Understandable.
1: Any final thoughts?
0: I think we made it about as final as you can get. Yeah, yeah it's really great. Like
2: the bolt is watchable <laughs> it's not I think I mean to, to me Rhino is like a superstar character I, I don't understand how he got in this movie I'm glad that he's here he made it better I,
1: I love the fact too that the voice actor is just like some animator that they're like yeah you do a good job <laughs>
2: He's no, he thing. is.
1: He is an animator that, that they, like, said, oh, wow, yeah, you do the voice fine. Well,
2: that well, his is... is my favorite performance in the movie, too. Yeah. yeah, isn't that a, I mean, uh, I thought I had read that in just with animated things in general. Sometimes the animators will do, like, a, a stand-in voice. Yeah. And there have been a, several times where everyone's like, yeah, actually, that was really good. We don't need to hire anyone. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, and that he was one of those... Uh, he was one of those voice actors. It's Mark Walton is his name, and he's done a few things like that before. Like if you look down, it's like it's funny. There will be times where it's like voice actor for this small role, storyboard animator. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Andrew, thank you for coming back and being. <laughs> Returning well, well, a for for allowing our podcast to continue exist exist on the Nenu Network. Well, sure, <laughs> but also for joining us. This has been an
2: absolute delight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a this is a pleasure. I, <laughs> I mean, I could talk about Disney movies forever, and even the most obscure. <laughs> less remembered is is almost better.
0: If we ever backtracked is so dear to my heart. We well, you
2: know <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you you knew exactly what to say. <laughs> I did watch that movie a lot as a kid for uh-huh. some reason. I have no idea oh, why. Lavender I, blue. I don't I barely remember. I if I watched it now it, it would probably like I would suddenly remember things that I hadn't remembered in years. a jolt to the childhood. Really, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um is there anything you would like to share with the listeners? In terms of the stuff you want them to listen to, maybe.
2: Well, definitely, I've uh, I mentioned a few times, Nothing New, a remake podcast, is a podcast that I do with Justin Kieson, uh, where every month we talk about film remakes or two films based on the same thing, something like that. Uh, so I don't uh, know exactly when this will be coming out, but we did just record uh, and release the Mortal Kombat episode, <laughs> where we covered the 1995 and the 2021 versions uh that that's weird it's weird <laughs> it's sometimes movies are very weird and that one's one of those where you just have to say huh that's odd that they would do that but i guess they did uh, i guess hbo max needs more content <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah that that one's a lot of fun uh you could i mean you can always go back and listen to the entire run of both the super mario brothers minute and Uh, The official Dunstan Checks In podcast, (laughs) both of those minute-by-minute shows, uh, have completed every minute of those films. Uh, And for Super Mario, I miss it every day. And for Dunstan, I'm glad it's dead and buried.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I
2: also miss, and I'm sad I
0: didn't get to be on uh, Super Mario more. That was so much fun. Yeah, I was we, glad I got to be there
2: for the one. We are committed to bringing it back when the new animated Mario movie comes out. Yeah, but that keeps we don't know when that's coming out. If it and keeps that, getting pushed back. Yeah, and it could be canceled, and we 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 would be sad. Uh, but that's just the truth of it. Those, and those are all the BenView uh, things. BenViewNetwork.com. Uh, and then uh, I'm, it's on my list. Is another show that I do with a, a group of friends where we watch films that people say you should see or that we haven't seen that are big movies. We just recently did an episode on um, Citizen Kane, which several of our of my co-hosts hadn't seen. Oh, and huh. that's that is kind of you know the the movie. It's like the <laughs> movie movie.
1: It, yeah, Citizen Kane is a special kind of movie. Yeah. Like.
2: So when someone hasn't seen it, that. That is a big deal. So the, mm-hmm. th- that was a fun episode. Uh, coming out uh, very soon, probably out by the time you hear this, we did an episode of My Neighbor Totoro. Oh! Uh, as kind of an introduction to that style of animation, to Studio Ghibli, to all, all of that going on. So there's there's a lot of places that you can hear me talking about movies. Thank you, Gracie. <laughs> That's <what I> <laughs> Gracie summed it up. Yeah.
0: Gracie, Yeah. Gracie's trying to promote her podcast, which is just her barking. Into the, <laughs> it's called uh, Bark Bark. <laughs> bark Bark. The Bark Bark. Awesome.
1: Um, next month, we as I think we, we brought this up earlier, but we will be reviewing Princess and the Frog, a return to duty animation, everyone.
0: Disney lied when they said they weren't doing more of that. <laughs> Liars. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I'm excited for that. So, uh, yeah. Um, catch us down in New Orleans. Snow one
3: you've got, cause that home belongs to you.
2: To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome.
0: Nothing new is something new.
2: That great poets imitate and improve. Where
0: our small ones steal and spoil.
2: Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And if it wasn't readily apparent at that, we're huge nerds about remakes. That's why we're doing the Nothing New Podcast.
0: Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a remake
2: in detail and its original, covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard was to it and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic From Beyond? Oh, No. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk, but Scarface don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Antoine Fuqua. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com.